You know, those impulse buys like gum, mints, and my favorite, M&Ms. They call to you when you check out at the grocery store. Well, social distancing is slamming their sales. It is Saturday, May 30th. This is Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebell, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from Lake Mayapak in New York. And I'm Joe Saul Cihai uh, from Stacky Benjamins, coming to you live from my mom's basement in Detroit, Michigan. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Today's show is brought to you by Tiller Money, your financial life in Google Sheets, automatically updated each day. You can also use Microsoft Excel. How does it work? Well, you can go kick the tires for free. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF, and you'll find that tracking your money and creating a budget's never been easier. Tillermoneyhq.com forward slash MWF. And if you use that link, the MWF on the end, Bobby, guess what? They give you 10% off your subscription because you listen to our show. You're welcome, people. You're welcome. <laughs> and you help to support the show. And it gives you an activity to do. You can organize your money. It's something to do. We, we, <laughs> since everything's been canceled. And you know what? Maybe since the kids are out of school soon and they're not going to camp probably, they could help you. It could be a whole interactive family activity. It's that easy. The kids can do it with you. There, there's a certain <laughs> there's a certain distress in your voice, Bobby. Do you feel like we're hitting a wall at this point? <laughs> it is. It is I, think, I think it's because there's a countdown going on in my house. My son is, is in, quote, in school, and he finishes school next week. And so a true panic is setting in because now at least I can say, well, he's just locked in on screen time indefinitely but i'm being a good parent because he's attending school in a few days it's just over there's just nothing just, there's nothing but you know maybe he'll maybe we'll have a third co-host i don't know that that'd be fun that, that <laughs> it could mix, happen mix it up well i think mix on a lot up. of those on a lot of those zoom calls people have had inadvertent co-hosts you know co-workers oh, yeah. co co-workers that have appeared yeah. on camera all the time yeah, yeah we can we have, can have a kids too. week uh-huh. Well, speaking of kids, we're going to talk candy, gum, and mints, three of my favorite topics today. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off this discussion. What's good? This is Rich from Paychecks and Balances. It's time for today's headlines, only at Money with Friends. All right. This story comes from Martine Geller, um, a former colleague of mine over at Reuters. She's still at Reuters. Um, and the headline is gum, mints, and snack bar sales slump as U.S. consumers order online amid COVID-19 crisis. Impulse purchases, gum, mints, snack bars tossed into a shopping basket as one sneaks through the supermarket checkout line are falling as more people get groceries delivered or pick them up curbside. U.S. sales of mints are down 30% year-on-year -year at stores tracked by market researcher Nielsen in the 11 weeks ending May 16th, while sales of gum are down 28%. The pandemic has prompted many people to switch to online grocery shopping rather than visiting stores, where snacks and other so-called impulse purchases are placed strategically near checkout lines. 
Quote, sales in our gum and mint category have also significantly impacted, been impacted by social distancing protocols, Hershey, maker of icebreaker mints, said in a filing on Wednesday. Mondelez International last month forecast, quote, material declines in its gum business, which includes Trident and Stride in the second quarter, describing the category as, quote, the most impulse in nature. Gum, which is mostly consumed when people go out, is often bought in convenience stores, many of which are closed. Consumers are not, however, abandoning oral care amid social distancing measures. That's good, Joe. <laughs> Toothpaste good. and mouthwash sales are up 12% and 13% respectively for the 11-week period, according to Nielsen. In general, packaged food makers, including Nestle, Kraft Heinz, and General Mills, have seen a huge boost since the pandemic forced the closure of restaurants, bars, and hotels, leading people to eat more at home. The shaky economy in the United States could be another factor in the decline in sales of the to-go snack items because they're not seen by consumers as necessities, according to Amy Goldsmith, a food marketing consultant in Los Angeles. With the economy, snacking is probably going to take a hit if it hasn't already, she said. If you're not on the go, you can make yourself a sandwich or have leftovers from last night so you're not wasting. Performance nutrition bars, which many companies pitch as healthy snacks, are down 19% in the 11 weeks ending on May 16th, according to Nielsen. Danny Lebetsky, founder and executive chairman of Kind Snacks, said there remained a lot of uncertainty. It's very difficult to plan, he told Reuters. People aren't working out. They're not on the go as much. John Nudie, General Mills head of North America Retail, told Reuters on Wednesday, noting that diet focus bars with low calories or sugar were particularly affected. General Mills, owner of Nature Valley and Larabar Snack Bars, is the biggest player in a global snack market worth $16.7 billion at retail, according to market researcher Euromonitor International. People, at least for the time being, had put off dieting to embrace more indulgent things, Nudie said, noting his company's Betty Crocker dessert mixes saw sales jump more than 100% in the early days of the pandemic. Nudie said snack bar sales should improve as as lockdown rules ease and noted that recessions usually cause people to seek out value brands where most of its bars play. It's uh, interesting. I'm thinking about all these mint sales, Bobby, that are gone. Uh, you think that's because we switched to Zoom meeting? There's just a lot of bad breath going around? I don't know. I think what's interesting about this is that we don't realize how much of our habits come from things that are pushed towards us that we are buying that we don't intend to buy and we probably don't miss. And also, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. What yeah. you said. Yeah. But yeah. also, but people are taking care of their teeth. So that is comforting. No, that is, that is comforting. I also found it interesting when, when, when they said that, uh, that this idea of, of, uh, of cake mixes and brownie mixes uh, being through the roof at the beginning. Like to some degree, at first I thought, well, I'm at home more, so I'm exercising and I actually am. But I think back to the early, the first couple weeks, all I wanted, Bobby, was some comfort. That's all, that's mm-hmm. all that I wanted was comfort, comfort foods. Yeah. I think that um, we're adjusting. Things are changing and um, it's definitely interesting to see the different ways that our spending patterns change. And it'll be, I, I personally think that people will just go back to their old habits when they, when this all ends. So I don't know. The uh, interesting, interesting piece of this from where I sit is that I think that the, I think this has more to do with impulse spending than anything else. I think this clearly has to do just with 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 impulses. Um, I think that if your impulse spending is 
is down. I think if the if if the grocery checkout aisle, uh, you're not there. F- frankly, I'm not going to buy gum from Amazon. Are you going to buy gum from Amazon? No, because that's exactly it. It's an impulse buy. It's something you weren't going to buy. And especially as a mom, you're with kids. That is just the danger zone. When you're walking up to that checkout line and whatever is right in front, they know what they're doing and it works. There's a reason that they put those things there. And there's a reason that sales are down because those are things that frankly, you know, we talk about the latte factor and David Bach and all those ideas. But the truth is we are, we, we buy things on impulse and they really do add up. And now we're seeing, because we're not, I bet, you know, people, yeah, you could make a latte at home, but the truth is you're usually doing it out of habit because you're going somewhere. And so it's a very similar thing where it has to do more with behavior than actually wanting that item. It's that the item is pushed to you by marketers and therefore you buy it because you create the habit and they love that. And look, it's America. We're a capitalist. It's all good. We want companies to do well. And the money is being spent in theory on more groceries, right? So it's not like the, those companies, it's the, the companies are probably not going to be that poorly impacted because they're, they're making it up in other places. But as a consumer, I, I chose the story because I thought it was an interesting reflection on us as humans and consumers, how much this is illustrating that we are spending money on things that we don't intend to purchase and that this pandemic is bringing that to light. Yeah. Behaviors, behavioral, uh, economics at work here. I mean, the fact that the fact that we're not buying this stuff right now, um, and, and, and we're not seeing it hit the bottom line as much, I think is a powerful thing. The question is, is when this is all over, right? If we go back to regular spending, we go back to regular time. How do we, how do we, uh, keep this up? Because I think that, I mean, I feel bad for the candy companies, for the mint companies, but I don't feel bad for our budget. I think when it comes to our budget, we've, we've, we've got uh, uh, a much better thing going on here. Well, it's a really divided impact of this pandemic because if you have been negatively impacted in terms of your income, if you've had a pay cut, if you've been furloughed, if you lost your job, if you are worried about your job, um, and, and a lot of that is cushioned temporarily because of the support programs that are in place. But if, you know, we kind of know if things go on, even if you've had some temporary help at a certain point, it's going to really impact you. Of course, it's a major economic impact to you, maybe the worst of your lifetime. And yet, if you have economic continuity, if you have income continuity, or you're in one of the few industries that are doing better, this has been very good economically because you're suddenly not spending any money. Most discretionary money, I shouldn't say this is not a fact, this is an opinion. I feel a lot of discretionary money is spent on fun things that you're not doing. You are not going on that vacation. We had to cancel a vacation this spring. You are not going to that party where you're going to buy an outfit, where you're going to buy a present for the person, where you're going to buy alcohol. You're going to go out for drinks afterwards with a friend, all that stuff. You're not taking a taxi home. You're not spending as much on gas and so on. So if you are home, you're actually saving a lot of money and realizing that maybe you don't have to spend that much. Maybe you meet your friends, um, you know, you just hang out at each other's house or whatever it may be going forward, especially if we don't know what restaurant and social, you know, that kind of stuff will look like. Over the midterm, People may continue to be at home. Yeah. I, uh, we do the show live in front of a Facebook audience. If you want to hang out with us while we make the podcast, head to facebook.com forward slash I stay, I stack Benjamins. Uh, Chris is hanging out with us. Chris says, I'm definitely snacking more while I'm at home. Not gum, mints, candy though. Five pound bag of peanuts from Costco for the win. 
That's, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, uh, I'm Costco is so dangerous. That's not, I mean, that actually, so that's a different kind of impulse buy. I love that you said that because usually you don't know exactly what you're going to get at Costco. You might say, I know I need to get these three items and they very consistently have a lot of things. But I do find one of the reasons we stopped going to Costco, my family of five, is that we would do those impulse buys. Stuff would appear in the cart. Oh, absolutely. And it's stuff you don't need. And, you know, even for us, we wouldn't always get through it. And we're a big family. So I think that those are also, that's a different kind of impulse buy. That's interesting. I haven't belonged to Costco for a long time. And when we quit Costco, I did not see my grocery budget go up when I started shopping at quote regular stores. Right. Uh, I didn't see it go up at all. Um, uh, a friend of mine does two shopping runs to try to control things. He goes to Costco, but sticks to a set list. And then he goes to the, the, to the regular grocery store for things that he doesn't need in bulk. And, uh, and, and I don't have that kind of time. (laughs) I just, I don't, I, I totally, I see him go to two grocery stores, one after another, but you know what he said? That's interesting for people that have nailed this, Bobby. He said that, uh, he sees the same people. He'll see people in the checkout line at Costco and he'll see them at those same people at Kroger 15 minutes later, all those people. Hmm. So we did ask, um, our Instagram friends about this. Yes. Uh, and, uh, what was our question, Bobby? So the, the, well, we asked them first, we took a little poll. We asked, do you buy as many impulse items at the grocery store checkout as before the pandemic? Yes or no. What do you think? How many people said, no, I'm not doing as much impulse buys. Oh, I'd say 90%. 62%. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that might be true because I, I have to tell you, there are a couple impulse buys and we did a story about this just a couple of weeks ago about art being up, right? And, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of an impulse buy when I'm sitting in my office at home. Well, I'm sitting in my office at home and I'm thinking, man, I should decorate this more if I'm going to be, if I'm going to be here more often. And I think there's some impulse art buying that happened. Uh, uh, I've impulse bought a pair of headphones, just said, you know, I really don't like these anymore. I'm just buying a new one. Just this desire to go buy. It was crazy. Um, cause I didn't really need them, but man, did I want them? Uh, maybe the nature of impulse buying now it's yeah, not different things. Yeah. Well, I got maybe, one... it's, maybe it's human nature to want that sort of instant gratification. And it's a question of what you are presented with. So for example, at the grocery store, you're there, you're presented with the gum and the mints. Were you getting push ads for headphones? Uh, I, how did, um, no. Actually, it was a it was oh. a whole different thing. I was having a discussion with a friend. He was talking about his headphones, and I thought, man, I could use some cooler upscale headphones. It was so it's keeping up with the Joneses, Joe. It, it absolutely right? keeping up with the podcasting Joneses. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, Tana's here with us and says you can use Instacart to order Costco. Then you can put physical distance. You know what's interesting is that not only that, Bobby, if you use Instacart, even though you're paying more to have somebody else do it, you're also reducing a lot of those impulse buys. So, do yes. they offset each other? I think they probably do. And also you save your time. I think that more people that have gotten used to ordering their groceries and had a good experience at this time will do it in the future because it's a huge time saver. And you can avoid buying things that were not, you avoid buying things that you didn't intend to. And you also don't have that. Oh my gosh, I forgot. If you make your list, you make your list and you go through the list and you can do it and you can do it, um, you know, in between other things, especially if you continue to work from home. 
In just a moment, Bobby and I will have our big takeaways from today's piece. But before we get to that, I want to say a big thanks to Tiller Money, our sponsor for today's show. At Tiller Money, your financial life is updated in Google Sheets every day automatically. The way that it works is it is a spreadsheet-based program, which means you can use Google Sheets or Microsoft Excel, either one that whichever one you use more often. And you can use one of many templates that people have designed that use Tiller Money. You don't have to use your own. You can create your own if you'd like. And then securely and automatically every day, all of your transactions from all the different places that you have money, your checking account, maybe any, any uh, credit card, companies that you work with, your places that you have mutual funds, your brokerage account, your 401k, wherever it is, all that every day, your whole financial life put together. And then it's easy to create a budget, budget alerts. Uh, there's tons and tons of different cool things people have done with Tiller Money. Super easy to use, most flexible way to track your finances in one place. Head to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF and uh, check it out. You can check it out for free. And if you decide that you like it, uh, because you use that MWF, two things. Number one, you support the show. And number two, you get 10% off your annual subscription because you used our link. So big thanks to everybody who did that. Bobby, what's our takeaway from today's piece? So my takeaway is the fact that we are not buying as many impulse items shows how much we are influenced to buy things just because they are there, not because we actually need them. Something to remember when things get back to whatever we decide to call normal. Yeah. And, and, and my takeaway is uh, very similar, Bobby, which is that uh, I love this science experiment that we're all in right now. And part of that experiment is how I impulse buy. And if we pay attention to that, whether it's using Tiller or how we track our money and we see how our, 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 our things are changing for us all, you know, I mean, and, and how is that behavior changing and why is it changing? I might be able to make some really cool changes to the way that I manage my money that could last forever and be a huge, huge positive on my bottom line. Yeah. Do you feel lacking because you don't have as much chewing gum at home? <laughs> I I love chewing. Are you chewing okay gum. there, Joe? You, you know what I found? I found that chewing gum helps me not eat. Um and, and I got that specifically from Tiger Woods. Somebody asked him why he chews gum for all 18 holes. And he said it's because it controls his appetite. Like he doesn't think about eating because his jaw is 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 going. So even though there's a little sugar, there's a and and, so, and then I heard some diet experts talk about that too. Interesting. How about Something that? to think about. Words of wisdom from Jeff Elsie. Hi. <laughs> from from Tiger go. Woods. Yes. <laughs> hey, coming up, <laughs> coming up on Monday, Bobby and I have our favorite show that happens once every four months. We are between cast and we are headed into season four. Which thought leaders are going to join us for the next four months? We'll have that on Monday's show here at Money with Friends. On behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. We'll see you next time here. Bye-bye. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. 
You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.